This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Padres Postgame Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Postgame Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. And that's it in the air to deep right center field. Garcia's back, looks up, gonna go! Home run, Fernando Tatis Jr. With authority the other way, just a missile that kept on going. That's his 18th home run of the year. Stutter step at third and a 3-0 Padre lead. Fernando Tatis Jr. with his 18th home run of the season, a part of a 7-1 win for the Padres over the Texas Rangers as the Padres win this series opener here tonight at Petco Park. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building in downtown San Diego. A beautiful evening here at Petco Park. Another sold-out crowd, 44,000-plus in the building, and the Padres put on a show. Seven runs on nine hits. Padres get the series opening win in this three game set they improved to 50 and 54 and the rangers dropped to 60 and 44 joe musgrove certainly a big part of the story here tonight six scoreless innings four hits allowed walk two struck out five the padres got early offense they scored in the middle innings as well one in the first inning one in the third one in the fifth inning and four in the sixth inning to make it seven nothing they go on to win it seven to one lot to do on our post-game coverage we'll hear from padres manager bob melvin coming up in just a little bit we'll also play you back all the radio highlights recap it in its entirety a good night for fernando tatis jr including that home run in the fifth inning i caught up with fernando one-on-one on the field right after the game fernando both your hits tonight went to right field was that part of your approach here tonight yeah yeah came in that intense and it's at the beginning of the day I uh, couldn't get the result the first of the bad stay with it. Still grinding, and uh, I, I had it in my third and fourth. But after the home run, I saw you look up to the sky, raise your arms. <laughs> that one looked uh, looked and felt pretty good. Yeah, it felt amazing. It felt amazing. I mean, not a big struggle, but a little bit off the chart for myself. And, just, you know, stay with it. I've been grinding all these days, and just glad I can help this team. Your starting pitcher, Joe Musgrove, continues to be terrific. Six scoreless innings. Your thoughts on his performance? Off the chart. Off the chart. He got us started. He kept us in the game, and we definitely got this W because of him. These fans, they continue to show up in a big way. Another sellout. How much of a role do these crowds play in, in helping you guys feel the way you need to feel? They're amazing. They're amazing. They're unbelievable. What they have done this year it definitely kept us on track. 
and uh, I mean, they're, they're a huge part of this. Fernando, great job tonight. Thanks so much. Thank you. That was Fernando Tatis Jr. right after the game. Two hits, Fernando, including his 18th home run of the season. Solo shot in the fifth inning. A lot to do on our post-game coverage. When we come back, we'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. We have all the radio highlights for you as the Padres win it. 7-1 over the Rangers. Padres get a much-needed win on a very important weekend here at Petco Park. Our post-game show continues when we come back on the Padres radio network. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, the Padres 7 and the Rangers 1 as the Padres win the opener of this three-game series. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building on an absolutely gorgeous night here at Petco Park. 44,000-plus in the building, 43rd sellout of the season already here in downtown San Diego. Another tremendous crowd. Had a lot to cheer about tonight. Padres offense scored early, scored in the middle innings as well. A great starting pitching performance as well and we'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a few minutes so stay tuned for that but first let's break down how it all went tonight here at Petco Park. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center servicing all Fords up to F750s and motorhomes. The Padres got the scoring started in the bottom of the first. Hassan Kim led off with an infield single. He stole second. With one out, it was Juan Soto. 1-1 pitch, hit hard on a line into center field, a base hit. Kim's rounding third, he's on his way. Tavares' throw will go through and not in time. Behind the play, Soto into second base, and the Padres take a 1-0 lead here in the first. Manny Machado and Xander Bogarts both popped out to end the inning. Joe Musgrove got off to a very good start. Three scoreless innings to begin his night. In the bottom of the third, Rangers starter Dean Dunning walked the bases loaded with one out. Machado scored Trent Grisham with a sack fly to center. That's all the Padres got in the third, but they led it two to nothing. Joe Musgrove got into major trouble in the fourth inning as the Rangers put runners on second and third with one out. Musgrove got out of it with a strikeout and a flyout. In the bottom half, Jake Cronenworth hit a leadoff double, but he did not score. At that point in the game, the Padres were one for eight with run- with runners in scoring position, and again, they had just a 2-0 lead. You certainly felt like it could have been even more. Musgrove pitched the scoreless top of the fifth inning. In the bottom half, it was Fernando. And that's it in the air to deep right center field. Garcia's back, looks up, gonna go! Home run, Fernando Tatis Jr., with authority the other way just a missile that kept on going that's his 18th home run of the year stutter step at third and a three nothing Padre lead 
Padres led 3-0 after 5. Then Joe Musgrove got into another jam in the 6th inning. A single and then a double, but runners on 2nd and 3rd with two men away. But Joe got a fly out from Robbie Grossman to end the inning. Six scoreless innings for Joe Musgrove on 105 pitches. His ninth consecutive quality start. Much more on Joe's outing coming up a little bit later. In the 6th inning, bottom half, Yerry Rodriguez entered after Dunning went 5 innings. He allowed a leadoff single to Cronenworth and then walked. Luis Campusano. Gary Sanchez was next. A little bit easier. This one's hit in the air to deep left center, but Bull Jankowski is there, and it drops in. He and Tavares came together. Neither one made the catch. Cronenworth's racing around third. He'll score, and Sanchez into second on a miscommunication between Tavares and Jankowski, and the Padres lead it four to nothing. Total miscommunication between Tavares and Jankowski ruled an RBI double for Gary Sanchez. Padres weren't done. Hassan Kim walked. Fernando Tatis Jr. then dug in. Here's the 1-1 pitch. And Tatis muscles it in the air to deep right. Garcia's backing up. Hops up. Can't make the catch. Hits up against the wall. Camposano has scored. Sanchez will be held at third. And an RBI single off the wall for Fernando Tatis Jr. Padres lead it 5 to nothing. With two outs and the bases still loaded, it was Manny. Nothing and one to Machado. Rodriguez deals. Manny hits it hard on the ground. Through right side into right field. And a base hit. Sanchez has scored. Kim's on his way. The throw, the tag, and the ball got away from Garver. Now a throw back to first base. Manny's hung up between second and third, and they'll tag him out before Fernando can scamper home. Two runs do score, though the inning does come to a close. Eight Padres bat here in the sixth inning, and they score four times. And the Padres led seven to nothing after six. Nick Martinez pitched the scoreless top of the seventh inning, and he got a little help from Manny. Well, Manny Machado made a one. Tavares hits it hard the other way. Diving stop by Manny from his backside. Throw to first. They got him. Cronenworth with a great stretch up the line. And of all the great plays that Manny Machado has made this year, that might be the best. A 1-2-3 seventh inning for Nick Martinez, who got a couple of strikeouts and then some help from the minister. An outstanding play from Manny Machado. If you haven't seen it, go on social media, check it out. Just terrific from Manny Machado. Throwing it from his backside, got it over to first base, and Nick Martinez was through a scoreless seventh inning. Tom Cosgrove, a scoreless eighth inning. Luis Garcia had some trouble in the ninth inning, gave up a couple of base hits, a couple of walks, did give up a run, but the Padres hang on for a 7-1 win over the Rangers. Joe Musgrove picks up win at number 10. He continues to roll and the Padres get a much-needed victory in this series opener. Again, the Padres now 50-54. and 54. Rangers drop to 60-44. and 44. Let's go down towards the clubhouse here at Petco Park and get some post-game reaction. Let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. Pretty nice way to play some baseball after some impressive pregame ceremonies today, Bob. Yeah, look, that's, you know, a lot of people out here to watch some good stuff tonight, so it was nice to be able to go out there and and play a good game, probably apropos with Joe pitching number 44 on his back after Jake. So 
you know, pretty spirited, our fans before, and, you know, two, two legends here in the Hall of Fame, and, and then be able to Joe go out there and pitch the way he did, and us put on a good show, feels good. Speaking of Joe, ninth consecutive quality start, what was it tonight that he had going for him? You know, everything. You know, mix it up a little bit as the game went on, threw his change up a little bit more, threw his fastball when, you know, you feel like they're sitting on spin. Um, couple walks, four hits. He's kind of doing what he's doing here for quite a while now. Fernando, the first couple of bats didn't look all that good, and then all of a sudden it seems like he found it. Meaningful that they're opposite field drives as well? Without a doubt. You back it up a little bit. You're swinging early and not seeing it really well. You know, it's it's good hitters are able to look bad and then all of a sudden make an adjustment and look really good. So I think it was just saying, okay, look, I'm, i I got to back this thing up a little bit, see it a little bit longer, and then hit two bullets to right field. With Juan's same issue with the hand. Issue. Yeah. What, what do you do from here? Uh, you know what? It's it's actually, I think, getting better, but just stung him a couple, and I just didn't want him to take the last at bat. Uh, doctors are looking at the MR right now, but I think he's, you know, just, I think he's feeling better. Uh but obviously didn't want him to take another bat with with a seven-run lead at that particular time. What about Ha-Sung? Is he okay? Yeah, it was the slide uh, with his left hand, just kind of his right mid-back a little bit. Same thing. I just didn't want him going out there, get him some treatment right away with the score of the game. Um, a good chance both these guys are going to be in there in a while. What situation can you trust Luis Garcia in? Well, last game he pitched pretty well. You know, you see a, a decent game, and then you see one where, you know, if we make a play at second, I'm not saying it's an easy play. It's a hard-hit ball. It's a little different, but, you know, it's it, it, he's throwing 99, ball sinking. He's got a good breaking ball at times. He just hasn't been able to string multiple outings together. So, you know, at the end of the day, he gave up one run. We won the game. So there you have it. Comparison might be a little too easy to make given the circumstances, but you talked before the game about PV and kind of the competitive fire yeah. that he played with, and then Joe gets that final out there. Like, can, are are they comparable? Yeah, there's some similar qualities in both of them. You know, both want to be there for their team all the time. Both will pitch when they're banged up. Both will continue to pitch when they're not feeling great over the course of the game and expect outs and, and able to make adjustments, doing a little bit differently. So I think there's a reason that Joe wears that number, and I think he got a lot from Jake and watching him pitch, and, and there are a lot of similarities. What amazes you the most about the way Manny plays third base, the different things he does? Just the easiness in which it, it looks all the time. And, you know, the play he makes, I don't know that many guys are able to throw the ball on, on the ground like that, which we've seen him do and, and be accurate with it. Um, I think that has a lot to do with being able to throw it at different arm angles when, you know, he's making plays and, you know, he'll look off, he can make them off balance. He can, he can do a lot over there. So it's just, I, for me, it's just the easiness with which he plays the game and that, you know, kind of shows up on the defense. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from down by the clubhouse here at Petco Park after a 7-1 win for the Padres over the Texas Rangers. Sam Levitt with you inside the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park in downtown San Diego. Let's just touch on a couple of things that Bob Melvin talked about there. Good news on Juan Soto and Hassan Kim. Uh, Soto coming out uh, after clearly feeling it on that uh, right hand again, that right finger that he got an MRI on earlier today. The good news with Juan is that it doesn't sound like it's anything that's going to keep him out uh, for any amount of time. You know, he may, I, I suppose, have to sit out a day or two, you know, a day or something like that if it 
gets bad or, or if they want to. Well, I'm not even going to, you know, <laughs> assume anything what they're going to do. The point being is they're reading the results of the MRI and uh, it didn't sound earlier today like it's anything that will really keep him out. And uh, you heard Bob Melvin talk about there that apparently it is getting better and better. So that's good news on Juan Soto. Hassan Kim, just a little bit of uh, precautionary uh, move there from uh, uh, from Kim sliding into home plate. It was a great slide by Hassan Kim uh, in the sixth inning on the base hit by Manny Machado. Two-run single, and Kim uh, apparently having a, a little discomfort in his back. So uh, precautionary there. That's good news because my eyebrows did raise a little bit when Kim came out and when Soto came out, but good news doesn't seem like a very big deal uh, for either of those guys. Joe Musgrove in this game. Let's talk about his outing. You know what? We're going to save talking about his outing until our next segment when we our our ace pitcher of the game but let's talk about fernando tatis jr because it was really good to see what fernando did in the middle portion of this game he goes 0 for 2 in his first two at bats strikes out twice and it really was the continuation of what we've seen a little bit as of late some chasing just not looking like he's seen the ball all that well and after those two strikeouts he was one for his last 19 but in the fifth inning very impressive home run for fernando out to right center field uh the exit velo on that for fernando tatis jr was what was it here i had it pulled up in front of me it was 104 off the bat his single uh, was actually hit even harder, 106. That went over Garcia's head in right, bounced up against the wall, and the Padres just went station to station on it, uh, had to hold up, see if it would be caught. So a single for Fernando. Uh, but that was a really good sign for Fernando Tatis Jr. Going the other way, you heard me talk to him about it during the post-game interview, if that was part of his approach, and he did talk about that being part of his approach here tonight. So that was certainly great to see, and certainly what Joe Musgrove did as well. Uh, very, very impressive once again. So we'll dive deeper into Joe Musgrove's outing. When we come back, we'll also give out more of our nightly awards. Full out-of-town scoreboard. We will take your phone calls, your tweets, and your Instagram DMs coming up. Phone number is always 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number, 833-288-0973. If you want to talk about tonight's game, you want to talk about the trade deadline coming up early next week, what do you want to see the Padres do? Should they be trying to sell some? Should they be doing both should they be doing nothing let's talk about it here tonight talk about the ball game again the phone number 833-288-0973 you can hit me up on twitter sammy lev s-a-m-m-y-l-e-v instagram dms open as well sammy lev there too s-a-m-m-y-l-e-v let me know what you're thinking and i might just read your tweet or your dm live here on the air final score here tonight padres seven rangers one much more to do on our post game coverage from Petco Park after this on the Padres Radio Network. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. All 
Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, 7-1. to one. The Padres win it over the Texas Rangers. Seven runs on nine hits, no errors for San Diego. Texas, one run, six hits, and no errors. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Great to have you with us on this Friday evening. Very good win for the Padres. Much needed win as they take game one of this three-game series. Again, if you want to get involved on the phones, we will start taking your phone calls here in a little bit 833-288-0973 again 833-288-0973 maybe you're on the way home from the game right now would love to hear from you part of a crowd here tonight 44,000 plus in the building 43rd sellout of 2023 let me know how'd you enjoy the game and uh, what do you want to talk about padre wise you like the win what do you want the Padres to do at the trade deadline? Certainly a big topic of conversation. We'll be that way throughout the weekend. Do you want them to be buyers? Do you want them to be sellers? Do you want a mix of both? Do you want nothing to happen? And for this group as is, to just try to make that run we've all been waiting for, let me know. Call me. Tweet me. Instagram DM me. Sammy Lev. S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Uh, that's where to find me on the social media channels. I almost sounded like the uh, Kim Possible theme song there. I was like, tweet me, DM me, call me, beat me if you want to reach me. All right, let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game brought to you by the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware from Traeger and weber to the big green egg all your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware three two pitch sky down the left field line soto back towards the corner he's got room to make the catch and the inning is over a walk a double two left in scoring position and a two nothing padre lead after three and a half Joe Musgrove getting out of a big jam in the fourth inning there. That was certainly a part of the story here tonight. Six scoreless innings for Joe. Four hits allowed, walk two, struck out five, 105 pitches. Great outing for Joe Musgrove, our ace pitcher of the game. And fittingly, on a night where the Padres were inducting Jake Peavy into their Hall of Fame, somebody that Joe grew up watching, looked up to, wears number 44 in honor of Jake Peavy, well, Pretty cool what Musgrove did here tonight, six scoreless innings. And you heard Bob Melvin talk about it, the toughness that Jake Peavy has and some of the similarities to Joe Musgrove because he is so tough and he comes up big in so many big moments. Well, that toughness here today, I thought, really shined through in a few different spots in the outing. In the second inning, Joe gets in a jam, runners on first and second, two out, strikes out Ezekiel Duran to get out of it. In the fourth inning, big jam. Runners on second and third, one out, and he struck out Robbie Grossman, got a fly out for Mitch Garver to end the inning. And then in the sixth inning, runners on second and third, two out, got a fly out from Grossman to end the inning. So it wasn't all easy for Joe Musgrove, battled his way through six scoreless innings. And for Joe Musgrove now, going back to May 26th, a span of 12 starts, a 1-8-4 ERA, in 73-plus innings, a one-whip even. He's been terrific now for a couple of months. one eat 4 ERA in his last 12 starts going back to late May. So Joe Musgrove continues to be great. Starting pitching for the Padres continues to, for the most part, be terrific. Joe Musgrove, our ace pitcher of the game. 
Again, phone number to call if you want to get involved, 833-288-0973. We'll start taking your phone calls when we come back. We'll continue to break down this ball game. We'll talk about the offense, what they did in this game here tonight. We'll talk about uh, a lot of different aspects to this ball game. The Padres putting together an impressive 7-1 win over the Texas Rangers. Our post-game show with your phone calls and more continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Sits it hard the other way. Diving stop by Manny from his backside. Throw to first. They got him! Cronenworth with a great stretch up the line. And of all the great plays that Manny Machado has made this year, that might be the best. A 1-2-3 7th inning for Nick Martinez, who got a couple of strikeouts and then some help from the minister. More outstanding defense here tonight from Manny Machado. One of the best defensive plays I think we've seen all year from the Padres. Excellent play by Manny to wrap up the seventh inning. A 1-2-3 frame for Nick Martinez. If you haven't seen the play, suggest you go check it out on social media. Really good stuff as the Padres win it 7-1 over the Texas Rangers. Sam Levitt with you here in our postgame show from inside the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park. Padres win the opener of this three-game set. We will take your phone calls here coming up in a second. 833-288-0973. If you want to get involved on social media, you can do that as well. Tweet at me at SammyLev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram DMs open as well sammy lev there too s-a-m-m-y-l-e-v i've got matt that wants to uh give a happy birthday shout out to mike mike strauss all right mike happy birthday so you tweet at me a little birthday message i might just read it happy birthday mike hope you had a, a great birthday and uh, celebrating with a padres win before we get to your phone calls let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Our relief pitcher of the game, how about... Nick Martinez just heard that great diving play for Manny Machado, the throw from his backside to end the seventh inning. You look at the relievers tonight for the Padres. Martinez, the only one that had a perfect 1-2-3 frame. Tom Cosgrove, a scoreless eighth inning, walked one. Luis Garcia struggling in that ninth inning. Couple of singles, walked in a run, couple of walks. So Nick Martinez, our relief pitcher of the game. Here the question there to Bob Melvin in the post-game press conference about Luis Garcia. And look, it hasn't got a whole lot better as of late for Luis. You know, the stuff, I mean, is is good as far as velocity. He throws hard, but you hope that he can get back on track at some point here in this second half. It would be a big boost for the Padres' bullpen if he can do that. But uh, right now it seems like when the Padres have opportunities to get him in spots that are not very high leverage at all like a seven nothing game in the ninth inning here tonight it looks like they're really trying to get him out there and let him sort it out in spots where he has the ability to do that where it's not a close game but uh, i wouldn't say today was a step in the right direction uh, necessarily for luis with the two walks and the single and uh Thankfully, Luis Garcia closed out the game because unless I just didn't see it right from 
a ways away all the way by the dugout when I was on the field in the ninth inning. It looked like Josh Hader was was up in, in throwing. And I thought to myself, oh, you don't want to use Josh Hader in this in this game. So thankfully, Padres did not have to use him. Luis Garcia uh, finished the game, but did give up one run in that ninth inning. Still a lot to do on our postgame show. We'll take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard. You'll hear more of the highlights from this one, and uh, we'll replay my interview with Fernando Tatis Jr. right after the game. So stay tuned for all that, but I do want to get to your phone calls, 833-288-0973, the phone number. And again, we can talk about this game. We can talk a little trade deadline with the deadline looming on tuesday at 3 p.m pacific time what do you want to see the padres do buy sell do a little bit of both does what they do over the weekend here against the rangers off to a good start here tonight certainly does that matter to you um as far as what they should do at this point i'm open to uh your thoughts and uh, certainly can dive deeper into this game what the Padres did as well I'll read an Instagram DM here we have Jacob on Instagram saying uh, he's listening in San Diego just wants to say uh, that he thinks the Padres should try to acquire a starter so that we either have a six-man rotation or so that Lugo can be moved uh, to the bullpen uh, Jacob it's uh, an interesting idea I don't know at this point that they're looking to go with a six-man um, because that's why you use the six-man early in the season so you can uh, go with the five-man this time of year, and, and they need guys like Musgrove and like Snell and uh, the guys who have been really, really good. You want them to pitch as much as possible now down the stretch, so I don't know that they're looking for a six-man. But uh, the idea of, of acquiring a starter so you could push Lugo to the bullpen, not the craziest idea I've heard. It's a role that Lugo's obviously been in uh, for a while before this season. He's been very effective in that role. Uh, not a crazy idea, Jacob, and uh, we'll see uh, what they do. I don't don't think that's uh you know a, a, a an idea that would totally be off the table uh to get lugo into the bullpen if you were to get another starter but in all fairness to seth lugo i mean he's been very very good this year really has aside from you know a couple of outings and really at points just a couple of innings here and there you know keep in mind lugo on wednesday seven innings two earned runs given up he was great so lugo's been very good in that starter role but not a crazy idea jacob all right, let's go to the phones. We lead things off with Don in Rancho Bernardo. Hi, Don. Hey, Sammy. How you doing tonight? Doing well. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Uh, just driving home from the ballpark. Uh, beautiful, sold out. Just amazing to look up in there and see every corner of the ballpark, you know, with fans in mm-hmm. it. It's, it really is something. Um, and uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about buying and selling. Uh, since you brought it up, it's an okay topic to talk about. Uh, I, last I checked last night, and it has not yet updated, there's a set site out there, and I know there's all the percentages are a little different depending on what site you go to. So there's one called playoffstatus.com. Gives the Padres a 6% chance of making the playoffs. 6%, 6%. So the one thing I want people to keep in mind is that People might think, well, you know, if we go out and buy, we're going to increase our chances of, you know, from 6% to maybe 20% or 15%, which is still low. But everyone else is going and buying, too, that we're competing against. So that 6% is basically a wash. You know, we're going to be 6% whether we're boosted or if we don't boost ourselves, it'll be even lower, I I fear. But uh, I just hope that we sell. I'm really looking forward to next year. Um, I'd much rather we take a 60,000-foot view of things and, and ask ourselves, you know, within the next three to five years, 
what's the best chance for the Padres to get a World Series? And if we're really, truly looking at that, then we're going to do what the Mets are doing, and that's selling and boosting ourselves for next year. I, I really, really hope we do that. Um, it's a seller's market. It, it's been said, you know, I've heard out there that it's a once-in-a-lifetime seller's market. So it really couldn't come at a better time. I know that 6% is not 0%, but it's pretty darn low. That means 94% chance we ain't, we ain't doing nothing this year, guys. And I'll re- remind everyone, too, that this team has not shown really any where we're what one in just the statistics are just astoundingly bad when it comes to coming back. So my fear is that even if we do somehow 6% make the playoffs, we're not going to do anything there anyway. You know, I mean, who's going to beat Atlanta this year? I just, I don't see it any way, shape, or form. We really got to retool, get a new team. That's it, Sammy. Your thoughts? Well, Don, appreciate the call and uh, certainly well thought out. Look, I, I don't know the exact website you looked at. I, I think on Fangraphs, the number as far as uh, percentage to make the playoffs is actually quite a bit higher than that on Fangraphs. Um, you know, but look, let's forget about the percentages right now. Look, this is where they are. Even after the win tonight, they didn't pick up any ground, or they did actually. They picked up a half game here tonight. So the Padres are six games out at the moment. Miami and San Francisco are tied for the final wild card spot at the end of tonight. Arizona a game out. Cubs are three and a half games out. Um You know, look, again, like we've always said, not insurmountable, but they've got a ton of work to do, and it requires them, quite frankly, going on a run like the Cubs are on right now. I mean, the Cubs are all of a sudden three and a half out. They've won seven in a row. I mean, there was talk a week ago about them trading Marcus Stroman, about them trading Cody Bellinger, and now you're looking at things, you're like, are are they going to buy? So it does show you how quickly things can change. Of course, they win on that run they've won seven in a row nine out of ten now they've done it really at the last moment you can do it to really sway an opinion you know if if you're thinking about selling to sway jed hoyer in that front office in chicago because you know now it's like well you're three and a half games out how you gonna sell so um look it shows you how quickly you can make up some ground here we're behind the padres for a little bit here look donald i'll touch on a couple of your points there and there was a lot in that but um Look, all well thought out um, for anybody that believes the right and pragmatic thing to do is to get return for guys like Hader and Snell, sort of retool, add some pieces, some depth uh, for next season. Maybe you do things that even, you know, allow you to improve some areas of your team this year and you just, you know, you cross your fingers and you hope, all right, let's see if we go on a run anyway. Um you know, I don't know how trading those guys, A, helps your ball club probably right now because they've both been so good, and B, what the the, the what it, what message it sends to your clubhouse. I mean, the Mets traded David Robertson last night, and it was a clear signal of the Mets saying, we're in sell mode. Now, to what extent of sell mode are they in? That's to be determined. Um, will they move somebody like a Scherzer or a Verlander or other pieces? That's to be determined. I don't think it's out of the question. There were some pretty interesting comments from Max Scherzer earlier tonight um, about needing to have conversations with the front office, with where the team is going, the direction they're in. It was very interesting. If you haven't read him, I encourage you to do so. So who knows what's going to happen there. Um, You know, look, the Mets have clearly, from what they did last night, they signaled that 
they're going to sell some pieces. I'm sure it won't end with Robertson. And, you know, of course, you always, you always have a, a shot to still go on that run. But I'll tell you what, without David Robertson, a closer for them this season, without Edwin Diaz, that's been really, really good, um, doesn't give them a better opportunity to go on that run. Look, I also thought, Don, it's an, an interesting point you make, and it's true. I mean, the Padres have, if they were, to shop Snell and Hader. They have the best starting pitcher on the market and the best relief pitcher on the market. Um, you would imagine they could get a very nice return, even those, even though those two players are rentals. So, um, look, all, all of what you said there is well thought out. Um, you know, if they were to trade a Snell and or a Hader, I think what I would like to see is that you get pieces back that can help your team right now and into 2024. Um, I think both can be somewhat done. Um, But look, again, uh, you know, as of a week ago, I'll be honest with you, I was not on the side of selling. I don't know that I am right now still, but I was not. I really wasn't. Um, I was on the side of, you know, try to improve this roster a little bit on the fringes and, you know, stand sort of pat and, you know, cross your fingers, see if this team can can go on a run. Um, but, look, I understand if you're a fan out there and you're looking at this six games out and with the way they've played despite a really nice win here tonight, and you're looking at it saying, you know what, they haven't shown the signs 100-plus games in of having the ability to go on the kind of run that's required. Does it mean it can't happen? But I totally, I, I can't argue with you <laughs> if if you call me up tonight and say, you know what, I don't believe it's going to happen because until proven otherwise, um, you you know you have every right to believe, or or I should say to to not have the belief uh, in this team. So we'll see. Um, I you know I'm sure a lot of Padres fans out there, you know, buy and or sell and or sell or and or stand pat would love for this team to go on a run. Um, one game here tonight doesn't do it. We've seen this before where they win one, they win two, they look good for a couple of days. We all know what they've got to do if they're going to make this season, um, you know, really one to remember in a way with a late surge here, and it would have to be quite the run. But they've got to do it night after night after night for weeks, for a couple months, um, which they haven't done to this point. So, um, look, Don, a lot of stuff there and, uh, you know, well thought out, I'll say that. And uh, certainly understand if you're in that uh, same category here tonight and, and want to see them try to get some return for uh, for guys that obviously have a lot of value and guys like Hader and Snell. Let's go to Mary. It's calling in from Del Mar. Mary, you're on the postgame show with Sam Levitt. How are you? Oh, good. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Mary. I have a question, so I have a couple things. One is, yes, I thought it was a great show today. Uh, we've got to see a lot of their talent come through that we've been expecting. And I feel like there are two fans, two sets of fans. One is the diehard fan that win or lose, they're a fan of the player and or the team. And then you have the championship fans that it's all they're looking to, and that's what gets them so upset. So I... I kind of have to toy back and forth which way I'm leading, but I kind of gave up the expectation of the championship for this year anyway. And I'm still a fan, and I always will be a fan since I was a kid. But I have a question about the Musgrove, uh, number 44. Uh-huh. Now that Peavy, uh, 
has been inducted, does that mean that his number is now retired and Musgrove cannot wear that number? Or is no, ma'am. No yeah, Mary, it's a, it's a, Mary, it's a good question, and thank you for the call. Um, it's a good question. Uh, it does not mean that Jake Peavy's number is retired. It does mean that Peavy's in the Hall of Fame, which is a wonderful honor. Um, but no, it does not mean that Peavy's number is retired. Those are uh, two different things, and uh, Musgrove will will continue to wear number forty four. Uh, Mary, what you said there about you know uh, having championship aspirations and um, your expectations about the season, you know, I, I'll circle back to what the last caller before you said. Um, look, I I understand if you're looking at this season where things are at and the pieces the Padres would potentially have to trade and the value they could get back. I totally understand that the pragmatic view at this point may be to retool a little bit, get some pretty good value back, and improve your ball club for, for 2024 with the eye on 2024. The only thing I'll say is this, and I do think there are fans out there that are going to agree with me. You know, baseball seasons are precious. I love baseball season. This place is packed every single night. And I do understand that there are fans out there, I guarantee there are, because there's a part of me that feels this way too, that looks at a baseball season, looks at a team that has $200-plus million invested into it, way more than $200 million, that has a lot of talent, that we've all felt this season had the talent, had some of the underlying trends to go on, the type of run that's required. I do understand if you're like, I don't want to give up on this thing. I get it. I get it. I'm not saying, you know, that's a little bit of thinking with your heart over your head. And I'm guilty of that sometimes because to me, like baseball seasons, you know, they're really important. And each one is kind of special in its own right in summertime and having this building packed and all of it. And I know it's it's very emotional, um, an emotional way of thinking about it. And I'll be guilty of that. I, I kind of get like that sometimes. And, you know, I understand the, the fan that's thinking with their head right now and the fan also that's thinking a little bit with their heart and doesn't want to see the last two months become, you know, uh, the, the aftermath of trading away key pieces and, you know, and, you know, in all likelihood, you know, not going on that kind of run. I get it. So, you know, uh, it, it's kind of a, a tough thing right now, I think, for me, for, for I'm sure some fans out there that, you know, are, are sort of battling between their head and their heart right now with uh, what the Padres should do in the next few days. All right, let's uh, tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. And that's it in the air to deep right center field. Garcia's back, looks up, gonna go! Home run, Fernando Tatis Jr., with authority the other way just a missile that kept on going that's his 18th home run of the year stutter step at third and a three nothing padre lead fernando tatis jr the home run solo shot in the fifth inning he's our player of the game two hits in this game couple of rbis 
really could have been more than an RBI single in the sixth inning. Hit it hard over the right field fence, or I should say over the right fielder's head. One hop the wall, but ends up two hits, the home run, couple of RBIs for Fernando Tatis Jr. We'll give him our player of the game. He had not homered in 12 games, Fernando, uh, until that home run. That was actually the fourth longest homerless stretch of his career, his longest since August of 2020. So uh, he doesn't go, you know, 10-plus games without hitting a home run very often in his early career. He was in the midst of that. We talked about some of his struggle back before that home run. He was one for his last 19, but great to see Fernando A. Break out of it, hit the ball hard, and B, go the other way. That seems significant as well. Speaking of Fernando, we'll replay my interview with him post-game on the field right after tonight's game. When we come back, take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard. You'll hear our play of the game, and we'll wrap it up from Petco Park. We'll also take more of your phone calls if you want to get them in. Phone number to call, 833-288-0973. Again, phone number, 833-288-0973. If you want to get involved, we're talking tonight's game. What did you like? Joe Musgrove, six scoreless innings. The offense doing some good things. The offense also left some runners on base, only went four for 16 with runners in scoring position. At one point, they were one for eight. So, hey, they were one for eight to start. They did wrap up by going three for eight the rest of the way. So that, I guess, was uh, good news by the end of the game. And uh, we'll continue to break this one down. And if you want to talk trade deadline, we're talking that too. Final score, Padres 7, Rangers 1. Back after this on the Padres Radio Network. continues here on the Padres radio network final score Padres seven and the Rangers one as the Padres win the series opener against Texas Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park everybody has gone home and I'm still here with you on the Padres radio network great to have you with us on this Friday evening hope you are getting home from the ball game safely if you were here tonight hope you're uh, having a good Friday night wherever you may be big night for fernando tatis jr a couple of hits a home run is 18th of the season two rbis in this game really up and down the lineup a lot of contributions hasan kim a base hit two runs scored juan soto two hits rbi in this game manny machado a base hit three rbis in this game uh, gary sanchez had a double an rbi jake cronenworth had a couple of hits and a run scored including a double in this game so a lot of good contributions from the lineup and joe musgrove six shutout innings four hits allowed two walks struck out five picks up win number 10 on the season i caught up with fernando tantis jr on the field right after the game Fernando, both your hits tonight went to right field. Was that part of your approach here tonight? Yeah, yeah. Came in that intense at the beginning of the day. I couldn't get the result the first of the bad day with it. Still grinding, and I, I, I had it in my third and fourth. But after the home run, I saw you look up to the sky, raise your arms. That one looked uh, looked and felt pretty good. Yeah, man, it felt amazing. It felt amazing, man. Not a big struggle, but a little bit of the start for myself. And, just, you know, stay with it. I've been grinding all these days and just glad I can help this team. Your starting pitcher, Joe Musgrove, continues to be terrific. Six scoreless innings. Your thoughts on his performance? Off the chart. Off the chart. He got us started. He kept us in the game, and we definitely got this W because of him. 
these fans, they continue to show up in a big way, another sellout. How much of a role do these crowds play in, in helping you guys feel the way you need to feel? They're amazing. They're amazing. They're unbelievable. What they have done this year it definitely kept us on track. And, uh, I mean, they're, they're a huge part of this. Fernando, great job tonight. Thanks so much. Thank you. That was Fernando Tatis Jr. right after the game. Big night for Fernando, and as always, we thank all the Padres players for joining me after wins down on the field. We will get back to your phone calls here in a second, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call again, 833-288-0973. First, let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. We take a look at scores from around the major leagues. We begin in Miami. Marlins beat the Tigers 6-5. Orioles beat the Yankees 1-0 in Baltimore. Anthony Santander... Give the Orioles a 1-0 win. Walk-off home run for Santander. Broke a scoreless tie in the bottom half of the ninth inning in Baltimore. Phillies beat the Pirates 2-1 in Pittsburgh. Kyle Schwarber, a home run in that one. Zach Wheeler struck out 11 in his start. Blue Jays beat the Angels 4-1 in Toronto. Shohei Otani hit his 39th home run of the season. Also left with cramps. Uh, later in the game, but home run number 39 for Otani. White Sox beat the Guardians 3-0 in Chicago. Mets over the Nationals 5-1 in New York. Pete Alonso a couple of home runs in that one. Braves beat the Brewers 10-7 in Atlanta. Home runs for Ozzy Albies, Austin Riley, and Matt Olson. Royals beat the Twins 8-5 in 10. Bobby Witt Jr. walk-off grand slam for Kansas City as they beat Minnesota. Rays beat the Astros 4-3 in Houston. Cubs beat the Cardinals 3-2 in St. Louis. A big game-saving catch to take a two-run walk-off home runaway by Mike Talkman in center field. you got to see it if you haven't seen it. Cubs hung on to beat the Cardinals 3-2. A's beat the Rockies 8-5 in Colorado. Mariners over the Diamondbacks in Arizona 5-2. Reds beat the Dodgers in L.A. 6-5. And the Red Sox over the Giants 3-2. In San Francisco, Tristan Cassis, a home run in that one for Boston. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Friday evening. All right, before we hear our play of the game, let's go back to the phones. We go to Daria, who's calling in. Daria, you're on the Padres Radio Network with Sam Levitt. How are you? Is this Daria? Maybe not. You're on the air. Try- <laughs> All right. Uh, no Daria there. Maybe we can get Daria or whoever that is uh, back. All right. Let's go to Aaron calling in from Menifee. Hi, Aaron. Hey. Um, so it's, it is so crazy to hear these callers say that we need to sell and we're selling. They're talking about selling Snell, selling, selling Hater. I'm not sure who you would be trading him for this season um you know with the cubs going on this you know seven and oh run we have a team that has the ability to do that our last series with the cubs we split when we won it was you know whatever five oh seven one something like that Mm -hmm. we have the ability to go on these runs and as you said earlier it's 
how quickly things can change. We are behind by six games, but this team has the ability to do that. If it was a team that was not, didn't have that skill level, then I would understand. But also, one thing that I'm noticing is getting of the season, if Tatis didn't score or Machado didn't score, we lost the game. And we're now getting run support from the second half of the lineup, from Cronenworth, from, you know, all these different people. So we're starting to come together. It was what PV said today was these guys are learning how to play with each other, and they're just going to get better and better and better. So the only thing I would say is at the deadline to acquire a middle reliever maybe, and you just have to get rid of Garcia, send him down. Well, look, for Garcia, it's been a struggle and, uh, you know, not a great inning here tonight. And, and Aaron, appreciate the call. And, and look, Aaron, I, I get what you're saying. And your call, I think, is a, a good one to, to perhaps end on unless we have more. And uh, Nick back in the studio will let me know. Uh, but I think it's uh, interesting because you have a much different take than, you know, our, our caller earlier that let us off uh, here on the show. And, um you know, look, I, I I don't blame fans who who feel one way or the other right now. I don't, and it's again, it's the head versus the heart kind of thing. Because look, the Cubs are are a good example of <laughs> of how quickly it can change. And all of a sudden, remember, they were behind the Padres. They've won seven in a row. Now they're three and a half out, and three and a half out on July twenty eighth. That's nothing. I mean, you're right in it. So it is a good example that if you can get hot if you can reel off seven eight nine ten wins in a row or something like it yeah you can totally change this thing totally flip it around the thing is in the pragmatic part of it and the part where you know our, our earlier callers were coming from is that they haven't seen this team have really anywhere close to that ability to do what the Cubs have done. I mean, keep in mind, this is a team that has not won more than three in a row all year with the talent they have. Three in a row. Not only the talent they have, the starting pitching they have and how good they've been. I mean, it, it's just, you can't make sense of it. So, look, again, it doesn't mean they can't, but I do understand the opposite side of what Aaron was saying there, and that is they haven't shown it. And, um, but, but, I do understand the other perspective of you can always go on that run. There's certainly the talent here to do that, and you don't want to throw that away. And I get it. I get it. I totally get it. I get both sides of it. And I don't know really where I stand on it at this moment. Um, I thought this weekend might sway me one way or the other. Uh, We'll see. Uh, It's a win here tonight. We'll see how the next two games go. Um, but I also understand if you're out there saying, well, I don't care what happens this weekend. We've got 100-plus games of evidence here to make that decision, which is fair. And what the Mets did last did last, yesterday was very was very interesting and does make you wonder how the Padres now go, now go about it, really in a very similar situation. A team that spent a ton of money, a, ste- a team that came in with high expectations, World Series aspirations, and a team that has performed well below those expectations at least to this point so it's going to be very interesting i don't know what way they go um i don't know if it's buying i don't know if it's selling i don't know if it's a mix of both 
I don't know if it's a, a, a type of sell where you try to improve pieces of your roster by selling, um, even though obviously you lose pieces as well, important pieces. It's going to be very interesting, and I, I don't, you know, I don't know what way they go, and, and I get it. It's a head versus heart kind of thing, I think, for a lot of fans right now, and I've, I've spoken with a lot of fans even beyond the phone calls here, and, and that's what I feel like I'm, I'm hearing a lot of, a lot of head versus heart type of stuff, that with your head, you think, okay, it's probably, there's, there's a good case to be made the smartest thing to do based on the percentages, based on what we've seen, based on the run that's required would be to, um, sell pieces away and, and retool a little bit uh, for 24, with 24 in mind. But there's another way of looking at it, and these seasons are, you know, precious, and the the ballpark sold out every night, and uh, you've got a lot of talent down there, and it's not insurmountable what needs to be done. So what they will do, we shall see, will continue talking about it throughout the weekend and i'm sure it's monday and tuesday here on 97.3 the fan and the padres radio network padres win it 7-1 over the rangers let's hear our play of the game what was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game this is the play of the game presented by bill howe plumbing heating and air flood and restoration because we know how 1-1 pitch, hit hard on a line into center field, a base hit. Kim's rounding third, he's on his way. Tavares' throw will go through and not in time. Behind the play, Soto into second base, and the Padres take a 1-0 lead here in the first. Juan Soto, RBI single in the first inning. He would have two hits in this game, was on three times, also walked. Made it a 1-0 game, and I'll tell you why that's our play of the game. Padres never looked back. Never trailed in this game. They would ultimately open up a 2-0 lead, then a 3-0 lead, then a 7-0 lead with a four-run sixth inning. And Juan Soto got all that scoring started. So Soto, our play of the game with the RBI base hit to get it all started here tonight. And why is that so important? Well, the Padres with tonight's win improved to 40-18 when they score first in a game. They are 10-36 when the opponent scores first 40 and 18 when they score first so it's not you know a perfect record when they score first but it's a pretty good sign they got a good chance to win when they get that first run of the game so that was the way it was here tonight very important base hit for Juan Soto early in the game and that is our play of the game looking ahead to tomorrow Right-hander Yu Darvish on the mound for the Padres, trying to bounce back after that uh, rough start uh, against Pittsburgh earlier on this homestand. Yu Darvish on the mound for the Padres. Left-hander Martin Perez on the mound for the Texas Rangers. First pitch tomorrow at 5.40 p.m. Arika Water SoCal Padres pregame show will begin at 4.40. And certainly hope you can join us then as the Padres will go for a second straight win over the first place Texas Rangers. Taking a look at the final totals here tonight for the Padres. Seven runs, nine hits, no errors. They left on eight. For the Rangers, one run, six hits, no errors. They left on ten. Winning pitcher Joe Musgrove, who improves to ten and three. Losing pitcher Dean Dunning, who who, uh, drops to eight and four. Time of game, two hours, 38 minutes in the crowd here at Petco Park. The 43rd sellout in 
50 openings, 44,241. Maybe fitting that that number begins with 44 here tonight. Jake Peavy inducted into the Padres Hall of Fame, and Joe Musgrove, who wears 44 in honor of Jake Peavy on the mound. Six shutout innings, picking up his 10th win. Again, that crowd, 44,200. And 41. As always, you can listen to any of our post-game show on demand on the Inside San Diego Baseball Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. For our great studio coordinator tonight, Nick Tanucci. I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score, the San Diego Padres 7 and the Texas Rangers 1. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on the Padres Radio Network.